Hey everyone, this is Eva with the Colores Radio. I just wanted to preface um, before you dive into the episode that this was recorded on March 31st, 2021. Um, so a lot has happened since then. And unfortunately, we know how the news cycles work. They don't stop. And at this point, it's starting to seem like clockwork um, with how a lot of these um, police murders are are taking place and taking the lives of of young uh, black and brown uh, kids. And so I want to be intentional in that. Um, we definitely want to prioritize our rest and health um, and our joy in the meantime, but also to remember um, that we can't settle for the crumbs and we must keep going and fighting for the world we deserve. So I hope that you all enjoy this episode and understand um the collective grief and trauma we've all experienced in the last year and that you are reignited and reconnected with what um, we hope to create as as we move forward and and evolve into the next chapter of what the colores is um so i'm sending you all love hope you enjoy thanks for listening love you bye the, the colores radio De Colores Radio. Hi. Hello. Bienvenidos. Welcome back to De Colores Radio. It feels very weird to say this right now. <laughs> it is weird to say that. This is episode 76. How's it going, everyone? As always, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me, is my homie, my co-host, Rafael Retweet Tamayo. Hello. Yes, I know. It's a, it's a weird thing. It is weird. It is, right? <laughs> but it yes. also feels so familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I want to know how you're doing, and we're going to jump into that soon. <clears throat> okay. Um, however, I, I wanted to start first and foremost with a moment of silence for at least a minute um because so much has happened in the last year and a month or so and i feel like i constantly am in spaces or i'm seeing a lot of people just kind of minimize the severity of everything that's happened and i don't want to do that and i started pre-planning this episode several months ago and then i realized today when i finally reopened it that nothing can capture the severity of everything that's happened but at bare minimum we can have a moment of silence and name some of the people um that have passed whose lives are now um, at the forefront of justice and i wanted to take a moment to say their names and also just speak them speak their names to power as well in what was definitely one of the most brutal years of my life. And I think of all of our lives. Um, I will also preface that I do have a mask on in the studio right now because I want to be extra safe. Um, and we'll get into some of that more later. Um, but if we can all just take a moment, a moment of mindfulness, a moment of silence, a moment to honor the people whose lives have been lost. Um, not just through any one specific thing, but rather um, 
a combination of things. Uh, I want to start naming off a few people, and and this is just some that I had listed in mind from the last year or so, and there's many countless others. Um, Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Mercy Mack, Tony McDade, Andras Guardado, Vanessa Guillen, Monica Roberts, Victoria Salazar, and Maricela Botello, as well as the countless lives lost to COVID recently with Asian hate in those shootings, in the Texas freeze that we had, and in the overall weights of white supremacist patriarchal systems at large, where people are passing every day. I think it's important to sit with that discomfort, sit with that grief, sit with that loss. Um, I don't know about y'all. I feel like everything's kind of just been pushed back into normalcy already. And that makes me more uncomfortable because I feel like we're not addressing the elephant in the room is that uh, so many people have been lost, whether it's to police brutality, whether it's to COVID-19, um, you know, whether it's to... Um, just hateful violence in general or like the government's just choice to ignore people again um all these things should not be occurring and are um deeply painful and their names and their lives should be honored in 30 seconds we'll never do it enough justice but i wanted to start with that because i think it's important to sit with that and to also honor um, the many people who have um, unfortunately transitioned or maybe are also in a better place if you choose to believe um, in that as well. So um, there is a lot <laughs> that has happened in the last year and this is our very first episode since March, early March of 2020. Um, it didn't feel right to jump in without honoring how the last year has been. So please bear with us as this is deeply emotional and evolving is what is about to happen. Um, but we're going to bring to you our best, bring, we're going to do our best to bring you all what has been missing in the last year and kind of use this more as like, um, uh what's the word like a wrap not wrap recap, up but recap. like a recap recap um and uh i think it's time for us to share one of the things that has kept us all sane at least i know it's helped keep me joyful which is everyone's favorite the one and only language of the internet 
language of our hearts, language of everything unspoken that people enjoy. It is time for, do you have one? Me mood. You look so sad and scared. I was scared. I was like, what is she going to say? I was not going on script there. I was freestyling yeah, I was like, like um, exiled. What? Oh, you have a sound. Is that me? What? Yeah, that's not me. Okay. Oh, well. your battery's dying. Can Anyways. You, can you plug? Do you need a charger? Are you? Girl, what? <laughs> Anyways, what's your meme mood, meme mood, Rafa? I'm definitely like getting back into this groove. I feel like I'm stuttering a little bit. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like the last time we recorded, I was thinking I would never pull a meme mood from TikTok. And, and now- you're about to pull a meme mood from TikTok. <laughs> no, I don't think I will. Um. Because I feel like my personal hero at the moment uh, is Little Nas X. Yes. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that he's shared is, uh, it, it's perfect. He's um, beyond brilliant. He yeah. is the internet. I, I love that young man. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were, we were Little Nas X fans, yeah. like mm-hmm. from the jump. And now I'm just like, I, I, I yeah. love and honor you, and I'm sure people might feel uncomfortable about that. But anybody yeah. that's pushing the edge in any way is always a friend to me. So yeah. So yours is just all of Lil Nas X's yeah, internet. Yeah, I mean, like even when literally he's addressing everything that you know people coming after him, people talking shit, and he's like, "Y'all act like y'all are getting to me." Right. He's like, "I was built on the hate that you gave us, mm. basically." And you think this is going to phase me? Do you want to share what you're referring to specifically recently he dropped? So he collaborated with the company to release some <laughs> some Nikes, some Air Maxes. Fake and, Nikes, right? Huh? They're like fake Nikes? No, they're real. They were custom though. Oh, so okay, okay. because they were custom, they weren't official releases from Nike. Like Nike didn't sell them this way. Got it. So somebody, so they bought a bunch of these Nikes. Oh, that's customized. how they did it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, people do that all the time, but they don't do like... In, in the size run, in, in the run that they were doing, they did 666 pairs. Genius. Um, <laughs> but they released these and um, and they had a lot of satanic imagery. Um, <laughs> Didn't they, they have like a blood of a human they or had something? The, a drop of blood. Yeah. And I think somebody even spoke to someone who was one of the people whose blood they used. And <gasps> They the, did not use real blood. Yes. What the? And, oh, and, this person, and this person was just like, it was a lot of pricking. Oh my God. Is that for real? Yes. I did not know all these things. I didn't details. know that either. Yeah. And, um, and it's just funny. Literally everything that he responded with, he responded with like a white, because the shoe is black and red. Right. Beautiful colors. Um, okay. But he responded with some of the criticism, like with a white Air Max and a Chick-fil-A logo. I saw it in the quote. I mean, the like Luke, whatever, whatever yeah. it said, John, something. He responded to like Nike said that they were going to sue. So then he responded with the guy in court that's singing and saying, sorry, your honor. Oh he was like, this God. is me at Nike headquarters what? tomorrow. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to owe a lot of money. I saw yes. that. Yes. And so I, I think his reaction to it is really telling about how no matter how hard whatever the circumstances are and however much like the powers that be try to bring you down it's like you can try to break me as much as you can but my spirit is mine yeah and and i think that's like if you're living your truth and you're fully like embodying and loving your authentic self like that's the power you have power to low nazx in in the world so yes shower shower (laughs) 
Oh my, am I drunk or just like nervous? I don't know what Blood it is. shower. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Um, so I woke up this morning with this song in my head. So this has to be my meme. Um, it's like, I guess from like a Bravo show and the little girl's crying to her parents and she's like waking up in the morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> thinking about so many things i just want to do better um i don't know her name i don't know what show that's from i can't tell you much about reality tv shows however that has been a mood for the past year and a half so that's what i'm gonna make my me mood today is the little girl um bless her soul i feel like she's probably older now that clip looks like it's at least five ten years old maybe um but I appreciate it, and I hope it leaves my mind soon because I actually don't want to keep hearing a child crying in my brain. Oh, talk uh, to that child though. <laughs> I'm sure you're doing right. You're doing all right. I hope so. They're, they're shout out Bravo. To, they're shout probably... out to everyone that thinks they can sing that sounds like that young child. <laughs> Damn, at them! What are you talking about? He's like you. I see, no, I see. Pat. Pat's actually mean. <laughs> I was going to shout Pat out, but now she's hurting my feelings. <laughs> Sorry. She's mean. I've been telling Pat she's secretly it's because, mean. It's only because he said people singing. And I was like, bro, you just saying this? He's ripping off of you? And then he said no. I don't trust anybody here. Oh um. Anyways, shout out Yo, to Pat. Yo, Pat going in. Pat said, fuck this. I'm going. Shout out to our sweet Pat and our homie Jeremy who are here. And if you hear some ruffling in the background, maybe a squeak every now and then. Who is it, Rafa? That's young Pepsi Cola, a.k.a. Pep Smoke, a.k.a. Pe- ASAP Pep. Right, you know, in our last episode, I think Pop Smoke had just passed. That's Dude. one of the things we had talked mm-hmm. about. I'm telling you, it's it's a sign. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of our last episode, we also did not know what the virus was. We took it kind of as a joke. Um, not really. It wasn't a full joke. Like we knew it was getting serious. Yeah, I mean, we still had plans to go through with two one four Selena events. We had two one four Selena events planned. We also had Chingon X Fest happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that episode queued up, like a script ready to go for that as well. A lot of huge events were happening and things. And um, yeah, it, it kind of just changed everything. So um, we're going to try our try to do our best a fair coverage of what has been happening both in our personal worlds and then bring it up to pace for what will continue into the future with the colores. Um, so I think it's time we can loosely call this... Yes, take a sip. The juice. This is the juice where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. <sighs> I feel like I've been waiting for this moment. Juicy juice. But now that it's here, I'm like, fuck, what is what what even is this? How much time we got? Not that much time because I'm gonna try <clears throat> to not make this like a three-hour episode like we used to do in the olden days. But um yeah the last year was insane like i said earlier i am currently wearing a mask pat's wearing a mask jeremy's wearing a mask rafa is call me out also wearing a mask Uh, everyone's wearing a mask (laughs) 
Well, I'm just saying that so people know, right? Because uh, it took a long time to get to this point to so that we even feel comfortable in doing this. Um, because We're getting vaccinated too. Rafa and I are both already fully vaxxed. Fully vaxxed. Pat's half vaxxed. Jeremy's about to get vaxxed. Um, I don't know. It's just so many things. <laughs> Thinking about so many things. I just want to get better. Um, it's just... <laughs> Pat, you gonna say shit about my singing again? Because you can say it to my face, girl. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it was shit. just a lot. All I remember from last year is like my birthday happened. And then that's when South by Southwest got canceled. So it was like, oh, I guess this thing is kind of serious. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, it was like the following week, everything shut down. Yeah. And we went to brewing. Oh yeah, Oak, uh, Oak Cliff. FC, uh, right? Four Corners Brewing. Four yeah. Corners, and um, because that's when that event was supposed to be, and right. y'all were like, "Pull up!" And I was like, "Isn't the world shut down? Should I go? Like, is the virus in the air right now?" Yeah. And that was the last time I felt joy <laughs> for like a long, long time because we were like, "Well, I guess we'll go and just hope for the best." And it was fun. It was cute. There was yeah. like DJs and people were drinking and stuff. Yeah. And we were doing like cumbias. That's the last time I cumbiaed for a long time. Yeah, we were cumbiaing. Trocando <laughs> que, uh, which we will talk about <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been practicing that? Yeah. It sounds like it's a good it. song. It is actually very catchy. Um, yeah. And then after that, like we were trapped in the house for months. I don't know about you. That's very much what my experience was. Um and then it became like a mental battle from that point on <laughs> because it was like not knowing what's going on. We were barely like. Well, we still don't know, right? We don't. We don't. And I think that's why I'm like almost at a loss of words or I feel like I'm rambling perhaps because it's all just been such a tumultuous experience. It's frightening. Like, I know I can be dramatic at times. Well, I'm sorry, what? Uh, yes, please. A, a, a child of the dramatic arts. Book of Washington, the visual performing arts of the Pegasus. And and as much as I joked about contagion. And I actually, (laughs) I feel like we strangely manifested this thing. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I freak out and have these anxiety attacks and I'm like, you know, Truman Show. Oh, shit. What am I what am I doing? Um, I thought that all the contagion jokes had finally caught up with me. But um, yeah, like it's terrifying to 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 reflect on things and think for a slight moment that this could be the end of humanity, right? Mm. And we weren't taking it seriously enough. We still aren't um, collectively as a as a People. species, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a terrifying thought, but I think that's that's how it affected me. Like, it made me really, really anxious and nervous and sad and depressed because of all of the unknowns. And if it's one thing that I hate, it's the ignorance. It's not knowing. It's it's the mm. idea of what's going to happen. Can we at least be prepared for it? And we can't. I mean, we can get fully vaccinated and still and still like safeguard as much as we can. But what we can we hear about a new variant every other month, every other mm. set of weeks. And what if something happens? Like it's Basically, us realizing that we're not God, we're not Mother Nature, right? And if we need to be done away with, we will be, um, because it's not within our control. So that's a really terrifying thought. And I think when I came to terms with that, I realized, well, yes, 
things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. We can do our best to try to fight it and be better. But if we don't want to, we won't and we'll die off. And, you know, it, it fucked with my head for a long time. But I think now I'm at least able to say, look, I'm going to do as much as I can for me, my friends and family. And I'm going to, you know, live live my joy as best as I can and try to do away with all the anxiety and nervousness that plagues me because of the pandemic and, and not plagues me i'm dead <laughs> gosh so. no i think that's real i think that's beautifully said um i think that to me is like that's where bare minimum should be for everyone and i'm afraid that like capitalism and all of that has worked so well that like we selfishly would prefer to just say fuck it and just find joy in that immediate response almost and I'm not at all trying to like shame or blame people because I ultimately think that the powers that be had the like final control of all of this um, and really could have prevented it. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why, like when that information started coming out that like people knew and they knew about this and they prepped them and H-E-B shout out, <laughs> you should have come to Oak Cliff though or South Dallas, should have. Um, that they were prepped in advance and our government wasn't like my mind just was blown. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, it wasn't because it almost felt like, oh, great. This is time for an ethnic cleansing. Yeah. We need to shave off because some of we these need numbers. to shave off some of these numbers of the black and brown folks because that's who it affects the most and did. Right. And it was so interesting because at first it's really been an interesting study on like communication and trust in people because i don't know if y'all remember at the beginning like people were like should we wear masks should we not oh masks don't work and then it was like flash forward eight months and it's like if you don't wear a mask you literally might get it and you might die like just mind-blowing shit and so at the beginning it was like kind of fun and cute because it was like i don't know what's going on but i'm cooking at home and everybody was making breads and like all this stuff and like i was excited because i was finally able to like go outside and and like walk and that's something I never had time for and I was just grateful to have a job and I remember just being like shook because I was like whoa a lot of people are getting laid off like a me almost immediately it was laid off what you said a lot of people were getting laid oh I wish I mean (laughs) never mind you shouldn't be getting laid in quarantine if you're getting laid in quarantine Good for you. (laughs) Quarantine. Um, Okay. Anyways. Yes. Laid off. (laughs) They were getting laid off. And so it was like, oh no, we're living in the great depression. And I really, I kept saying to myself, like I kept thinking of the colores and I was like, we, we like talked about all these things happening. And to me, this is the biggest moment for everyone to step back and see how white supremacy worked. Like there was no greater moment than this past summer to see everything fully like undoing itself in the ways that it wanted to. And I, you know, I saw a lot of like posts and stuff about like, let this moment radicalize you. And I was like, yes, like, please, because I guess the first month or so was like, okay or maybe it was horrible for a lot of it was a horrible for a lot of people right but i to me it 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 like gradually got worse and then i think i've barely started to feel kind of like myself again um probably in the last month um which hopefully we can kind of talk through everything that's happened but some of the other things that were happening in the summer um it also a lot of uprisings began after um 
people were murdered. And um, even here in Dallas, it was very interesting to see because we always talked about these things. And I think I do want to state that I felt and still very okay and confident that we did not record for a year. Not because I didn't miss it, not because anything else other than the fact that like everything that people were like woken up to in the last year is everything we had been founded on. So I want to like pat ourselves on the back because we've been doing the shits. We've been doing the work. We've been fighting for liberation. We've been discussing these things. We've been um, being open and honest and transparent about what white supremacy does. And more importantly, about all the brilliant things that black artists, Latinx artists, indigenous peoples, non-binary peoples, you know, all these areas that have not been getting love or light or shine or money um, or enough funding. And um, that's the root of who we are as the colores. And I'm very proud to say that, like, to me, I was like, oh, you want to talk anti-blackness in the Latinx community? Okay, episode this, 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 you know, like, we had that. Oh, you want to talk about this? Oh, you want to talk about this? And I was like, we have 75 episodes out. <laughs> I know you want more content, but none of us were mentally well. At least, am I am I okay in saying that, y'all? Mm-hmm. We yeah. were not. <laughs> Shout out to Juice Dog. He was like, he was telling me the other day, hey, and he'll tell me, when 76? Shout out. Much love to you. Thank you for, for, for the love and the support. I do appreciate everyone still like riding with us. Um, I don't, I think I saw Rafa maybe twice, like until now, like we were not seeing each other. This is the first um, time, or this is the second time I've seen him in over a year. Yeah, it's just it's we've completely just been very quarantined. I know our family uh, took it mad seriously. I didn't see Pat much for like the first six, seven months. Um, it's it's just all been insane. <laughs> and um, yeah, so those uprisings began after to me, it was after Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, because it was very interesting when the Ahmaud Arbery case happened because everybody started like participating and we're like going on those runs do y'all remember that they were like doing jogs or runs or something which was interesting i had not seen that approach but i had never seen so many white people involved which was interesting (laughs) and then after that is when the george george floyd situation occurred and from that point on like the fires all over the country and world i would say began because then brianna taylor um and and other situations with locally like mercy mac tony mcdade also happened around that time literally all of these things are happening consecutively andres vanessa guillen's case is happening um and i i I did put in a few more people that that uh recently um kind of passed or more information was released in the last few months um but it was just like so much on top of each other and it was like how do we get involved how do we how do we fight when we have to also fight this bigger plague, literal plague, right? Like this thing that is airborne and can kill you. And we don't know what's happening. We don't know how it works. We don't know who it's affecting most, like not most, but like, we don't know how it's passing on. You know, it was just so much. And, um, uh, we are, Pat and I are part of our city, our future. I think we've discussed it a few times. Lots of our guests we've had on the show are are part of that movement and they have been doing work on 
the budget and defunding DPD for about three years now. And so, of course, when this stuff, this uprising begins, then it, it it's very fitting for us to get in motion. And it's also very, very draining. Uh, that is my personal opinion. It was a lot because it was just like insanity on top of insanity. Um, and if you're like me, I was like, I had to learn to live alone in the middle of a pandemic where I couldn't see anybody. And it was one of the most painful things of my life. And uh, still, I uh, am processing how that affected me. Um but yeah, it was like trying to defund TPD, trying to make sure people are okay and safe at these uprisings, seeing people on a bridge getting shot at, people losing their eye, um, just a bunch of fucking bullshit. Uh, I don't, I think we've been pretty clear that we're not super, we're not pro-police by any means on this show. I never have been. And I, it's only, I've only, I've only been more radicalized. I will say that to put it very nicely. And, um, yeah, uh, we, we fought the good fight and we built a lot of great connections in the community as, as best we could in a virtual world. And at the same time, it was very strange because, like, I, I feel like I wasn't really hearing much from Rafa. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was happening at the cultural center. And then I started to, like, question things. And I was like, what's what's happening over there? And Rafa, I don't know if you have anything to add in that arena, but it was just like, I you kind of like, I think what, and I don't mean to, like, sound rude or anything. Very I good. think um, everybody responds in different ways. And this extreme trauma is like everybody's, traumatized version of themselves came out right mm -hmm. and um so it was like what i wasn't hearing from you or seeing you or like i was like what's happening what's going on over there and it was like oh you're not at the center it, it was just such a weird time so i don't know if you yeah. want to discuss a little bit about that um <clears throat> yeah i mean as far as you being curious about what was going on at the center you probably knew more what was going on at the center about what was going on at the center than i did and yeah. so i was completely disconnected um, I had been furloughed, so I was let go from the city for a period of time. Which a lot of people were a let lot of go at were, the beginning. And, yeah. And so, you know, as heartbreaking as that was for me, like I understood it. Like I accepted it. I was like, okay, I, I know. Because that was the norm at that moment. Like right. a lot of people were getting furloughed. Yeah. And, you know, it was tough for me because I wasn't going to, you know, I was going to be on unemployment. I wasn't going to have a job. But the idea that... um I, I didn't know if I was going to have a job after this furlough period mm. was even more scary. And you've been here for almost 10 years. I've at that been point. here. Yeah, I've been here. I had been here for almost 10 years by that point. And so for me, like this cultural center is my life. And, you know, it might sound corny or cheesy to some, but like I, I've I've built I what I feel is like not a strong, what you feel you have Own a, it. a strong reputation for this cultural center in terms of the type of work that we do upholding our mission and really providing arts and cultural experiences that go beyond its mission to provide a quality of life to visitors and residents, um, in a way that, that, you know, that is unique. Um, and you know, I, I, I can shout out our sister centers and, you know, give a big, like round of applause to our department, uh, the city of Dallas office of arts and culture. But I think that the Oak cliff cultural center is unique in its own right because of the type of work that we do. 
And I feel like I had a lot to do with that because of what I invested in it personally. Um, and I think, you know, if you're able to invest personally in, in these types of things, then, you know, you, you see the work that you put in come out and in some type of benefit. Right. And, um, sorry, Pepsi's like literally climbing all over me as I'm saying this. Um, but it was really tough for me to hear you've been furloughed. Mm. You will not be working at the cultural center for an indefinite amount of time. We don't know what's going on. We don't even know if you're going to come back. So the idea that I might not come back to a job that I had literally said, this is where I, I plan to be for ever, forever, really, yeah. you know, to some degree, I, I, I didn't think, not to say that I didn't think of myself having a future beyond this center, but I felt like my life's work would definitely be defined by what I did here. And again, life's work. Um, so that was a really scary thing to see or to hear. And then, um, you know, I get a phone call literally the next day that, hey, another city department might need assistance because we don't know what's going on with this pandemic and the circumstances, but there will be assistance for people that are unable to deal with what's going on. And um, could you, would you want to do that? It would keep you as a city employee. Um, and, you know, whenever things kind of settle down and we can afford to bring you back, we'll bring you back. And I was doing that work from late March, I want to say, yeah, it was like through April the or... end of 2020. So literally for the last, I was working on New Year's Eve 2020. Um, and it was a, a shitty like flashback because I was dealing, like I was talking to families. I was like on the phone with single mothers and, and mm. children who were being evicted illegally in the middle of, the in the middle of a pandemic. Because everything from from them had been taken away because of the pandemic, and we were trying to provide assistance, mm. so it was it took a toll on me outside of me, like not being able to do the things that I normally do. So even then, as shitty as things were for me, I still understood that people had it worse. Right. So I think trying to balance all of that in a way that kept me moving forward was really difficult for me. And yeah, I was, I'm, I'm a fairly like closed off person as it is, but I think if, if there was ever a time for me to disconnect, um, the pandemic definitely <laughs> provided the platform for me. So on an, a super heightened level, <clears throat> super heightened level, yeah. of course. And so through the end of 2020, like I did how I did work, I worked for the city of Dallas, the housing department to try to help people with assistance during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I, I had no time for anything else. I, it was like a regular job, but I worked outside of those times because, you know, half of it was me going out of my way to, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, but like talking to families on my off time and saying, Hey, go to Catholic charities, go to, you know, DallasEvictions.org or these lawyers are pro bono lawyers that will help you if you're getting evicted because that's illegal and finding ways so that these people could get help. Which because, that has been extended to like June or something. Right. Now, right? So, so the Legally. assistance has been extended, but you know, going again, trying to realize that, you know, again, I'm in a pace, place of privilege and I can help people. And I was doing that, but you know, after, you know, 10, 12 hour days, sometimes I, I what did I, I, I didn't leave my room. Like I did that work in my room and I, I had nowhere to go. And, <sighs> you know, um, you know, I, I tried to not drive myself insane and it was really difficult and really challenging. So I tried to, I think midway through, try to really kind of 
pivot myself into something a little more constructive and healthier. And I think, you know, I've been doing a lot better. It's, it was easier for me at the beginning of the year because I was able to return to the cultural center as the manager here. Um, and, and that's as of 2021. 2021. And so things are not definitely not back to normal because there are still a million challenges that are associated with our circumstances. But at least I'm able to try to find a new way for us to do what we were doing in the past um, in, in, in some kind of like evolved fashion. And so, um, yeah, I was disconnected from, from my department, from my city's arts and cultural like system and from Oak Cliff, most of all. And it was really tough, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm fighting and we're going to work. You made it sound so nice and I'm here to tear it to shreds. (laughs) (laughs) I can only speak from my experience, right? That's what I'm trying to be more intentional of because I don't want to say we when I mean I. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what was happening and I was like, what the fuck? And uh, so I kind of started snooping around and asking questions and kind of just like observing. Honestly, I I, I do enjoy being an observer and I think that's what allows me to to form my thoughts and then create things like this, right? And um, so I was like definitely feeling weird because I was like, okay, there's a lot going on, but I'm grateful to have a job. And I was spending a lot of time alone. And um, I guess it was like, I think June is when a lot of the uprisings began. And then June... July, I, I, you know, I was like finding an apartment in the middle of a pandemic, which was a shit show. You couldn't even barely tour places. Yeah. Um, but we did it. So shout out to Elisa that helped me <laughs> in the tough times. But also it was just like, okay, this is a big step for me to like, I guess, see how my mental health evolves. And at the same time, you know, I do want to shout out our city, our future again, because they are leading the front on the budget fights. And really a lot of the activist movement you've seen in Dallas of the last 10 years or so. Um, So I definitely suggest you go support them and or check them out um, as things will continue into the future. (sighs) However, at that same time that we were doing that, I started questioning what was happening here at the center and asking around. And it was a lot of like, I don't know. I don't know. And then it was like, oh, but the police, they can have this humongous budget. And I was like, wait, so Rafa, who I would say is the strongest leader of any cultural center, because it's very easy to tell where the culture is shifting in the city. It does not take long to see who actually makes shit happen and what makes the city exciting. And the other cultural centers are simply not doing that. And I don't mean that as a shade to the managers. They're nice people. However, it's very clear to me who actually cares about their communities and who cares about themselves and their jobs. And that is not to me what the world needed in the middle of the pandemic. The world needed spaces for people to express themselves and to feel supported and to feel loved and to be able to just breathe and see a familiar face. And it was very disheartening to me to know that the strongest leader in this department, I would say, or at least the most creative leader um, that gives artists and community members autonomy and support was pushed out to housing. So I had a problem with that. And maybe it did. Maybe I was a little biased because I, I happened to, no, I'm just kidding. It didn't feel vi- biased. It really very much felt to me like, 
okay, if this was anybody, if I never knew Rafa, but I knew what his work was, I still would have done this shit. And, and I, I know that. But it did for me, because I, I, I do have a deep relationship with this cultural center, I did not understand how he was getting pushed out. But everybody else who was quiet and just like they want them to be um, was able to stay and or get their centers reopened. I was having a hard time understanding that, um, especially because I work with this place and I was like, I go to events and we get 100 people at minimum, like every time, right? If not... 214 Selena probably gets a thousand, you know, like we have hella people, hella turnout, even Dia de los Muertos, which I used to help with, like is up there in numbers. Right. And so I was just not understanding that. And so I decided to talk to some different OC Oak Cliff community members. And I'm going to make this fast because I've told this story before. And if you really want to watch it, you can go watch Garamia. I did a talk with them and I gave the full tea there. <laughs> um, but I really just started to ask questions. And I think that really upset the people at the Office of Arts and Culture. And to me, that was very depressing because I was already stressed and depressed and lonely as hell. I was literally not seeing people, y'all. Like my social ass went from being with people 90% of the time to seeing my mother outside of her house for 30 minutes as like a form of socialization. <laughs> and I know I have privilege in that, that I'm able to see my mom from afar, which a lot of people did not get to do in the last year. But fuck, it absolutely took a toll on me. And in the middle of this like police budget fight, I also kind of created the Save OC3 movement, which was like, we need places like this open. Why are y'all shutting these places down? Why are y'all moving these people to housing? Why do you have brilliant artists in a department that knows nothing about human emotion? And then this man is clearly getting overworked to the point that like, we don't even know how he's doing. He doesn't reach out. He's completely disconnected, which is what made me laugh. Cause I'm sure the people at the office of arts and culture thought that like, we were working together on this. And it was like, no, it's very much me just seeing the obvious, which is that like what it feels like is like another white government that doesn't actually want to support the people that are making their shit exciting. They only want you to shut the fuck up and do what they say. And that is not how I work. It's never been how I work. And so we rallied the community together and shout out Jeremy, um, who you should absolutely collaborate and hire with, who is a brilliant graphic designer and videographer and so much more um, helped get my vision to life. And we brought in community testimonies um, about the importance of the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. And it immediately <laughs> like ruffled feathers. And within 24 hours, somehow the Oak Cliff um, City Council person found $36,000 that they could put into this center um, which was very funny to me and uh, really so powerful to see how quickly we could make shit happen when we come together, collaborate, use each other's like talents and skills. Um, and at the same time, it wasn't enough, right? Because it was something and it was cool, but it made me laugh because it was like, oh, as soon as y'all feel bad, then money randomly pops up, right? Um, but it wasn't good enough to get Rafa back at that moment. And that was very frustrating to me because then it was like, this just looks like a personal vendetta against Rafael, right? And then I felt bad because I was like, shit, is it by association to my loud ass? <laughs> like, is it because I am this person and by association, they are going to take it out on him? Um, and so at that point, I felt 
because we ended up even having like a community meeting, which they thought was a good idea. And everybody was just going in on them. And I was like, so amazed by like the 60 plus people that showed up to that meeting on zoom on like a fucking Wednesday night or some shit. And I was like, completely lost mentally. And I was just there. And I was like, I love you all. And also between this and yelling at the mayor on zoom, I'm like, fucking drained because OCOF was calling into every fucking city council meeting and we were leading workshops with community members on how to talk at council meetings and I was absolutely losing it I don't know how else to say it but I was um, I was simultaneously amazed with myself for helping lead these things and I was also like I am not well y'all and I like didn't know how to say it It was a lot. Um, and I knew I was going to cry on this episode. I just didn't know where. Because <laughs> at, at that point, I... Um, and I guess trigger warning, like... I became hella, like, suicidal, honestly. And it was really weird because people were like, you're so amazing, but I, like, couldn't feel anything. <laughs> And I was just super, super like, um, I was just like, I was just doing the best I could. And the whole thing I kept saying throughout the pandemic was like, take it day by day. Like I did not know any other approach because anything, any like future thinking was too much and any past thinking was too much. So it was like, okay, we're just going to take it day by day. And so kind of as those campaigns finished, I had to like repair myself because I was not doing good. And I was like doing acupuncture. I was running. I was eating healthy. I was doing all the things you skinny people tell me to do to make my mental health better. And I was like, I still don't feel well. Right. And and that's how I knew that this thing was bigger than me. And it was more than just me. Right. Like to me, it felt like a collective pain, a collective trauma, a collective um, depression and it also made me very sad because it made me realize that the U.S. has absolutely no adequate resources to help people, and especially if you don't have money, right? And so um, my mental health was like a lot even steeper than it had already been, um, basically from like August to like, honestly, February, I would say. I just started to feel like myself again recently. And um, I was also dealing with like a lot of friendship losses. There's a lot of people that I used to fuck with that I don't anymore. And I say that in the sense that like, I love them and wish them well. But I, I think the pandemic also showed me a lot of who people are. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, they are being judged because they should be at my right hand during a pandemic like no but it also allowed me to like you know like I really think we all saw people who for who they are to some degree um and so I think I was mourning a lot of things and kind of like this this version of myself that like I had tried to be for so long and like living alone forced me to like sit with myself in a different way and so just all of that culmination was so much and super heavy. And then, you know, family starts passing away late in the year. And I think Rafa, you experienced a lot of things as well. And you're, you're welcome to share any of that. But it was just all so much. And then I finally was just like, okay, I need to like cut the cord on some things that aren't feeling right. 
which was like my job. I left my job and like I started to feel myself again. Um, and so that happened in February. And I'm not saying it was on my job. It wasn't. I also started taking some different supplements and things that are made for like mood and stress. And I think those things really helped as well. But it took me being able to say that out loud and my therapist telling me like, you have to be able to say that. I had never been able to say that to even Pat or like anybody in my life. And I had been like feeling that. And I feel like I alluded to it a little bit on the show um, several times, but I could never say it. And once I finally like said it, it's like, it allowed me to not live in that fear of myself. Um, and also allowed me to let people in to help me. Um, so that's when I started, uh, going over to my mom's and being with my family more because I was completely isolated for six months and, um, being around people definitely made it a lot more bearable, um, than it had been. So uh, the Save OC3 thing was um, beautiful and powerful and also definitely pushed me over the edge because I felt like I was blacklisted in a weird way by the city because I was like, oh, great. This like privileged ass white woman who doesn't know who I am now has this idea of me and she's the one running literal arts in Dallas and she does not support us. So like, what do I have here anymore? Um, which is very disheartening because I'm like, I just want the arts to thrive in Dallas. That's basically what Equilores is. And it was very sad to me that like this person was actively fighting us, actively rolling her eyes on camera, like being very disrespectful to community members. Um, and and it definitely made me feel a type of way about Dallas between the mayor and the police budget. Or I'm calling it the police budget because they get most of it, bitch. And the fucking um oc3 stuff and i think the save oc3 thing was incredible and shows the power of oak cliff and shows the power of what you've built here rafa because you know i have thanked you many times for for you know seeing a light in me and allowing me to create the colores and now i'm like okay baby it's time for an evolution because i think that uh growth is necessary and i think change is necessary and i think discomfort is necessary and that's what all of this has led to. And it's been really rough and painful, but I, I am also feeling like I am returning to self and like a form of like rebirth of who I am and, and who I want to be and what I want to do. And um, I hope that you all join us for the ride, even if that means that, you know, it's just me leading some things because there's a lot of changes coming and Rafa is super busy with a lot of uh, things here at the cultural center and um i'll get into that a little bit more later but uh yeah that's what the last fucking year was like to like Oof. wrap it up really fast um i know God a lot has of change yes and i know a lot of people got covid and a lot of people did not there's so much to dissect there and i don't think we have enough time because there's so much like guilt and shame that comes with it. And there's also like a trust and communication part that comes with it. And um, ugh, my mocos were gross. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it's just a lot. I don't know if you want to cover any of that before we jump into some of the other like just general news that happened in the last year. Um, I'm trying to go back through everything. But uh, no, I mean, I, I feel like I covered a lot of what. I, I don't want to say highlights, but because it's not 
They're like not necessarily good. Reel. Low lights. Yeah, low lights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, 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 it's been a rough year. Um, I don't know if it'll be a rough year ahead, but, um, you know, aside from all of the things that have been happening and that each one of us individually went through and then collectively what we've gone through, um, I think it's, it's enough for any one person to kind of shoulder. So, uh, I mean, I'll spare the details specifically, but, you know, I know a lot of people have gone through a lot of shit, you know, losing loved ones and, and, you know, in, in this, in the literal sense of like them transitioning or, you know, loss of life. Um, and then, you know, just realizing that people aren't equipped to be in your life anymore. Mm. Um, Say that again. And Shit. so it's, it's, I mean, it's been really painful, but it's also been really, I think if, if anything, I've been able to, to like confront the pain in a way that's like, I'm not going to let it control how I look at the future. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, being really grateful and, and understanding the blessings that I have individually have really helped me because, you know, I feel like there are some things that I didn't cherish and kind of took for granted. But at the same time, like, you know, as, as nice as I can be about something, I'm going to be like, I don't really have a whole lot of time for anyone's bullshit anymore. <gasps> uh, we love a boundary moment. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, and I don't mean that like in a bad way, like I'm here to talk shit about people. It's just like, hey, look, you know, if 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 we're going to, if we're going to work, we're going to work. And if not, then we won't. And, you know, it's, it's, if it's the best for the both of us, then let's, let's just agree to that. And let's look at the truth in the face and be like, yo, like, let me know how I can be of, of most use to you. And if that's for me not being in your life anymore, then I would happily do that. Um, because but I'm also not, recognizing that like, you don't have to be use <clears throat> of use to anyone for anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I mean, like if me not being of use means being something positive for you, like it's okay to feel, to, to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't need to feel like I'm doing something for you, for you to feel good about yourself. Right. And vice versa. Um, and I think, you know, confronting some of that is, is really difficult and challenging and I'm not nowhere near perfect in, in reaching that. But I think that at least, um, I'm able to kind of look at things and be like, okay, cool. Like, is this in line with something that I want to do? Is this something that I want to support or be a part of? Or is this healthy for me? Is this healthy for them? Like, you know, and even when I feel like I'm doing something constructive or helpful, like I want to make sure that on the opposite end, it's at least being reciprocated to some degree so that I'm not wasting my time or their time. Because mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do is feel like I'm, you know, committing to something helpful or, or positive, but it's not viewed that way on the on the other end. And so again, it's, it's, you know, it's all, it's a, it's a process learning. Um, but, uh, I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned is there's way too much shit happening that, that threatens like your joy, um, that you don't need to take the menial shit seriously. Yeah. I, I, I definitely believe that is something that the, quarantine I guess has taught us something you said was like confronting the pain and that really resonated because I think that's critical in a lot of like self-healing work um and in order to just like really prioritize like what your life is um or I hope that people are on that journey or on the way or considering it because I know it's hard and it's 
painful and it's scary. And I know through a lot of the work that I did from that, that time, I was just very frustrated with a lot of people that were like dodging accountability. And still that is a repeated theme I keep seeing. And, and it's very heartbreaking, but I think it's unfortunately um, what society has allowed for so long. So it's very hard to just dismantle those ideas in a quick and easy fashion. Um, but it has taught a lot of like, just being present and like showing love and being love um and just like trying to live as best you can but also in a safe and healthy manner because now I'm just like I don't know when I'm ever gonna be in a club again like I genuinely don't have an idea and I don't know if I'm even gonna want to go the same way that I used to want to go I don't know it's very interesting I think I hope that you all have evolved in a way that feels um, true and healthy to who you are. But I'm going to hop into some of these other things that are more specific, like news topics and or things that kind of happen. They're not necessarily good news, but there usually was some form of comedy or joy or laugh coming from a lot of these things. And some of these things are very sad and depressing, and I can't believe they happened. Um, but I am going to roll into them. Who remembers the true kitchen cocktail scenario? Did you see that? Yeah, my cousin's a chef there. Are He's, you for real? Yeah. Still? I don't know. Still, my my cousin was always like, hey, we need to pull up. And he said, you know. Like, like back in the day before this happened or post? I, well, during. Okay. Oh. Yeah. During so like quarantine. up until, yeah. And then? Nothing happened. I mean, we never we never went. And I don't know if he still works there or not, but I'm, I'm going to have to bleep his name. I don't know. <laughs> He gets attacked. I know. Chef blank. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that was very. Oh, so the, I wrote these things down because these are moments that Dallas specifically went viral. Um, and it's very embarrassing. Like I saw it and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm just bringing it up, and I'm not gonna say that much on it because it is very. It, it's a, a black owned restaurant that was being anti-black and and I, I i really um am not at all trying to speak for the black community by any means but i think this behavior is very dallas it's this elite nature of like i am better than you even if like we're the same people and we're the reason why you exist um but that was very embarrassing basically i guess they were playing and the gag is they're playing crunk ass music how are you gonna play crunk ass music and then get mad for people twerking like i'm don't i don't understand why even have a dj why have a dj somewhere if people are not allowed to dance like i don't understand that <laughs> it doesn't make sense and you're playing twerk music man we're gonna need you to get off the table dj go ahead it just didn't make sense to me and i was like let me just shut the fuck up but the internet blew up it was very embarrassing and i was like uh and um that was i don't even remember the timeline y'all so just roll with me because i already cried and i'm just glad that that's over with but um it felt nice to release to you all um anyways the next thing around that time that was happening was also like the elections i think and y'all on the last episode i was like i think i think on the last episode i was like fuck joe biden i hate joe biden and then that motherfucker's our president now yeah. and now i'm just like i still don't really care for joe biden yeah and then everybody's like 
but it's not Trump. And I'm like, these are all white supremacy. I hate this. <laughs> and you know, there's a message. That's That's my mom. Stop it right now. That's what her mom kept saying the whole Do, time. Are you, are you Doña Maria? Because that is my mother. Oh, and then, and then on the contrary, there's like this weird, and I'm not uh, completely against like people like unpacking his bullshit i don't really care that much but then there's motherfuckers like chingo bling (laughs) and yes i might have been depressed and going through it but a bitch still had a mouth and words and hands and all i did was take something i saw from twitter and i posted it on our little instagram account and i somehow blew the internet up not really but like i guess local texas bullshit and chingo bling is arguing with me on the comments on our fucking instagram so shout yeah. out to me for that instagram staying alive throughout this time because yeah. i was like if nothing if we're not putting out podcasts i can still try to put out information mm-hmm. via this social media platform but this grown ass famous man quote unquote and i say famous quote unquote because if you mention it to other people they're like who yeah. um was arguing with me because he's apparently become a trumpy yeah this man a, a white latino i would add mm-hmm. um, i mean i'm offended but whatever that's fine oh <laughs> so somebody that got upset that we called out chingo bling yeah. then i don't know if you remember this sent me <clears throat> screenshots of you standing with a of white me? rapper yes of me yes he went to both of our accounts and he went back to when i was in college yeah and obviously we're like wait yeah. wait wait hold up hold up somebody yes. that was upset with you about the Chingo Blink comments, went back and found screenshots of me? And me. But from where? From our Instagrams. Oh, our Instagram. And found what? So with you, they posted, I don't know if who it was, but somebody with braids in your picture. They're like, oh, oh you're going to cancel God. him too? Oh, my God. Chino, man, come talk to me. Don't don't pull shit from my motherfucking well, account. Come talk to me. They posted that, and then they posted something. <laughs> this is very stupid. And I'm saying this because we're all problematic. We're all canceled. I've been canceled. Okay. But like this, it was like in college. Do you remember the movie Spring Breakers? Yeah. Okay. Spring Break. So my friend had dressed up as James Franco. And so a friend of mine braided his hair. Yeah. (laughs) And he's white. So like, obviously that's bad. Uh, You're canceled. I'm canceled. Yeah. And I, that's fine. I accept it. Right. (laughs) But it was very funny because he's like, what about this guy on your page? And I was like, my guy, that was fucking six years ago, you creepy motherfucker. Like, yeah. went and scrolled to find basically, quote unquote, a flaw or a bad moment or yeah. something. And he was like, what about this? How about you address this? You should be did it. And I was like, y'all are wild. Because we yeah. never like, knock on wood, we have not gotten a lot of like extremists like that. But this is like a Latino dude who's mad that I'm calling out another Latino dude. And the mm. number one hater of Eva is Latino dudes. It's uh, very funny. That they, makes sense. Does it make sense? It's very sad. I think it's, it's very pathetic. No, 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 no. Like, what I, happened to y'all supporting your <laughs> raza and your women and the Nopales and Atalan and all your Chicano <laughs> bullshit? But when it comes to supporting a fat, loud, brown woman, you can't do it no, all of a sudden. I'm not okay with that. There was another <laughs> motherfucker who used to be in my DMs telling me how amazing that Colores was. Him and his wife were coming for me for coming after Chingo Bling. Yeah. And I was like, baby, shut <clears throat> up. Like, leave me alone. You're literally I mean, defending a fake rapper who has exploited Latino culture. Yeah. To get famous. It'd and be he's, your own people. Ugh. 
I was I like, think my biggest this? problem with that is the fact that we're within our community, we're not able to have a constructive conversation at all. Like, I get it. Like you want to, whoever pulled the photo of my brother with Chino XL. Um, I literally ended up blocking them because yeah. I was like, this is annoying. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I wouldn't. And it's funny because if you came at me like on Instagram, I wouldn't give you the time of day just because I feel like that energy is displaced. But I feel like if we were open enough to actually have a constructive conversation, I would love to sit down and be like, why is this an issue for you? And I'll explain to you why it's an issue for me, because I would love to reach a point of understanding. You know what I mean? Like, if please explain to me why you have the point of view that you have, like, at the end of the day, my issue isn't something against you personally. Right. It's against what I feel is best for our community and what I feel like are, are some issues that we got to work through. Because trust me, as an individual, I got some shit to work through. So as a community, yeah. multiply that by a thousand because there are things in our community that need lots of attention oh and repair and they extend far beyond a fucking rapper or an MC braiding his hair and culturally appropriating black culture. Right. Like, yes, I get it. It's an issue. And no, I'm not perfect. But if we can actually sit down and not come after each other like children, I'd happily discuss it with anybody. I definitely think a lot of that energy I got back was because it was me. Yeah. <laughs> and because I'm a woman, like I didn't know any other way to look at it because, yeah. and I also like took the silence from other dudes or Latino dudes, like, I take it personal because, like, y'all talk a lot a big game and, like, y'all say y'all are the protectors and I don't say y'all, like, you directly. I understand that. When you say things about men, when you say things about Latino men, when you say things about white Latinos, I understand that collectively there are some issues in those groups. I don't take it personally because I'm a big, I'm a grown-up. Right, but that's what is saddening to me Right, because I'm like... And that dude, I don't remember his fucking name, but him, they were coming you know for me. they're going to ask you. I don't remember his name, y'all. You know his name, I think. I forgot it, though. It's like something. It's like my cousin or my best no, friend. No, 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 no. It's my homie. He's texting me right it's now. So, like, it's Yo, somebody, what's good, like, I remember them coming to 214 Selena and telling me I was they were fans and telling me I was amazing. Literally, I had prior messages where they were complimenting me like three years ago. Yeah. And then flash, 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 fast forward. Jesus Christ. Then, like, I guess they got into, like, the QAnon part of the internet because that's very much what it sounded like. Then all of a sudden, they were like, no, have you seen this, though? Have you seen this, though? And I was like, I'm not a Joe Biden fan. I just fucking hate this all. Like, can we stop? I've never been pro-Joe Biden. If you yeah. actually... I mean, things aren't just one or the other. <sighs> it There's... was so we live, much, We live yeah. in a gray space. Hello, and that's why our art shows wow. were named that because we're brilliant. <laughs> Hello, nuance. We love it here. Anyways, that was annoying. The elections were exhausting. I was so glad they were over. The best part of the election cycle was Kamala Harris saying, We did it, Joe, sounding like she was off the Zanny <laughs> because everything else, I was just ready for it. And then, whenever the election thing happened, what is it called? Inauguration? Yeah. Why did J Lo do that? Ooh. Why did she do that? <laughs> she said, <laughs> why did she do that? Somebody wrote this script for her and they were like, first of all, they were like, JLo is a singer, which we know she's not. And then she was like, what did she say? She's like, damn it. I have to remember. She's like, let's get love. 
food. And then she was like, para justicia, para todos. And I was like, what? <laughs> and nobody knew that that was like her song blended with like uh, America the Beautiful or yeah. some fucking shit. I don't remember. And I was like, girl, what did you just do? Because that ponytail is fire, but this is yeah. not it. And everybody's like, what the I fuck was is laughing. That? That's why Alex Rodriguez left her. He was so embarrassed. <clears throat> I think they're still together. Supposedly, no, they broke up. For sure. That's what I saw. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the cocaina stopped working, but it was a lot. And it was comedy at the same time. It was funny to see all of my friends, like all of my black friends on, on, uh, online react to her speaking Spanish. They were like, Oh, wait, what? What's she saying? <laughs> yeah. Because she said like, uh, like what is it? Para, para something y justicia para todos. And I was like, yeah. God damn, sis. That sounded like a line from me familiar. It sounded girl. like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> It was, but she I was, was like, like she said me yeah. I said, let me stop, let me stop shitting on JLo because I've gotten, I've gone viral for this exact thing. And I, I, uh, she just got on my nerves. She also did, oh, she did so much stupid. I will say the, the shining light that shined the brightest for me was Amanda Gorman. I Aww. was like, yes. Is it, I kind of thought it was boring. Uh, you thought it was boring? I did. Was you listened good. to the words? I did. And you, I thought, know, you knew what the words meant? I do. I still admire her. I honor what that moment stood for. And yeah. I, it like did not move me in the way it moved other yeah, people. Yeah, no. Like, yes, the moment was significant, I feel. And it's historical in, in my opinion. But I mean, when you pull it in, in terms of, I guess I'm biased because I'm looking at it from like a poet lens. But oh, 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 all of a sudden you, he's an artist. No, no, I'm no, no. Not, when eh. you pull, like, when you try to understand the dynamics of someone speaking, like she's literally singing. So the rhythm and the flow of a message that is being conveyed, like is amplified when you really look at what she's saying, because you took the words and you're like, wow, she's, she's saying something. But when you back it by the, by the writer and you hear things that you don't hear in the words, like it's just amazing. And she's so young and it was no, like, and I love and appreciate all of that. <clears throat> so I didn't mean to sound like a hater. I think my bitterness of like, elections and government perhaps or just like this bullshit everything was perhaps still present um oh yeah i mean same for me like i, I didn't, I I didn't want to watch was that for me, shit but it's just like that's oh, why i'm like i mean it's like a rose I, that grew honestly, from concrete right like you admire the rose because i did want to watch it i was excited to watch it because i was like this is gonna be entertaining like i felt that and so like obviously the bernie moment is actually what ended up winning everything <laughs> yeah um so like yes a shout out to amanda gorman i don't mean that to like discredit her but like it did not move me personally um in the ways that i wish it had but i think that's something i'm still unpacking in my relationship with like america at large um but yeah like, I did feel something when Sonia Sotomayor held the Bible, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, my heathen ass. I'm like, it's the book of SpongeBob. The, that um, one book? I'm going to hell. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> that one book where they didn't allow women to contribute? <laughs> Yikes. Um, there's a lot of books like that. Um, anyways, <laughs> what am I saying? I did feel something in that moment. And that then I was. thought Amanda Gorman sucked. I did not say that. And don't do I that mean... to me. <laughs> because you know what? I think it was one of. I think it was. Um, I think it was Queen from Tea with Queen and Jay, which is another brilliant podcast. Yeah. 
And she was like, it didn't do it for me. And I was like, thank you. Like, I, I think that tweet made me feel seen. So I'm yeah. not trying to like deflect and put it on her. But I was like, I didn't feel what everybody else was feeling. Yeah. However, I still like loved and appreciated it. I obviously, I literally worked with youth poets for like yeah. fucking years. <laughs> so like, obviously I'm very and into that. Trash. No, no, no. <laughs> but I was just like, I appreciated the words in the moment and the idea yeah. of it. And I was just like, I'm. let's just get this over with. I think that's yeah. what my vibe was. And so, um. Yeah, I was very much glad that the inauguration was over and I was like, let's see what happens because you motherfuckers are too excited. And I know this fool not about to make that big a change. And I think we were right. So um yeah, he didn't fall asleep during it, you know. Bro, oh, wasn't he like tripped and fell three yeah. times? <laughs> but he hurt his ankle. So like I don't know why we're acting like his ankles are strong. They're not. Mm. And I don't mean Boy, that. Like, don't, really don't, don't, have don't play. He can't hoop like uh, Barry O did. Barack don't try Obama. to don't try Barry O on the basketball court, oh, boy. He'll... Jesus, it was just so much. And uh, then in some, what other what other things happened? That was in January. I honestly, y'all, I'm sure there's so much we're missing and didn't cover. And uh, I feel like it's just been trauma on trauma on trauma. Um, because when you get into February, that's when the Texas freeze is what I called it happened. Um, and unfortunately people did, did die from that. And and a lot of people still don't have water Mm -hmm. from my understanding. And, um, some people I think don't have electricity. Like this is just, it was a moment where I was like, oh, we haven't been through enough. Y'all really about to put Texas through the ringer and the most deep levels um so that shit was wild it was insane like i honestly right now i feel like i'm dreaming yeah i felt like i was in mexico like back in the day same i was like we had candles lit we were eating tuna pat had the food outside in the fucking snow Uh, i literally got the snow got snow and put it in the cooler to put all our stuff to keep it cool it was had and i think i had just gotten my wisdom teeth out I got my wisdom teeth out, y'all. That was crazy. I was never on drugs before yeah, like I that. Hurt my yeah. toe right Pat loves talking about this damn toe. She dropped a plant on. Oh, it. she did. I remember that. Y'all FaceTimed me and, and then oh yeah, for our meeting. Yeah. And then you had your second vaccine that week too. Oh yeah. There was it's just been so much. Yeah. But that freeze, unreal. Unnecessary. It was, it was not cool. And the Texas government, I hope Ouch. y'all I think that, oh my God. You, you totally missed that. We don't have a, a bell sound, so I made the sound effect. Thank you. I think that I was ready to shit on Ted Cruz and y'all distracted Ooh. me. Um I'm very excited for Abbott and Cruz to not be in government anymore. Yeah. Uh Texas did almost <clears throat> ha- Texas was blue for a cute minute during the elections, y'all. What's up, cuh? Oh, my God. They start crib walking. They're like, dee, dee, dee. okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, fuck all Texas government. Y'all are literally, to me, I'm like, I can't. Also, me and Pat, sorry, my brain is everywhere. We watched the Woody Allen documentary. He's also going to hell. I'm not a judge. I'm not God. I thought everyone knew this. No, but like we that knew? documentary. Yeah. It's like, we knew, did you we knew watch this. It? I haven't seen, I need to see no damn documentary. It, it, this like, motherfucker is so disturbing. dumb shit. The uh, the atrocities that these evil men do and they can look in the mirror and smile at themselves blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. That goes for Ted Cruz, who our dumbass mayor was also posted up with and our dumbass new police chief. And yes, I'm saying that because I don't know 
Who, how do you not have a backbone that you're taking pictures posing with someone who happily left the country when his people were in most need? That is like, to me, just evil. I don't know how else to describe it. There's no way to justify these things. And then joke about it at conferences like month, like a week later. Like my mind just does not understand it. <sighs> and I hate, I'm over policy. I'm over everything. I'm just exhausted. I'm very much in my... <laughs> returning to self returning to creativity and healing journey because i am exhausted by everyone which also leads me to discuss that local elections are coming up i will probably not be publicly endorsing everyone because i am so exhausted <laughs> and i have love for people however i just to me if i don't personally know you and even if i do personally know you i ain't fucking saying nothing for no one because most people are still not doing enough. And I hope that people that are running for office do not get caught up in ego and dodge accountability, which is what I'm constantly seeing in like the community engagement world, activist world, even artist world. It's just so unhealthy and it's so exhausting. And so though I do encourage you all to vote, I'm probably not going to publicly say who I will be supporting because um, I just... It, it it's I get more exhausted later on when they disappoint me and maybe that's something I'm working through and we are all human and we're all incredibly flawed and that is the maybe a big takeaway from this because that is something I keep seeing over and over again because I have love for literally everyone even people I I don't rock with anymore and at the same time I also have to be protective of my energy and what I want to put out into the universe and or just like what I want that Colores to represent at large. Um, so that's just a general reminder in that arena. Um, because as we know, and, and, you know, these are some things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, but like that situation that happened, um, where Asian women were, were murdered, um, it breaks my heart because it has to do with sex work and sex work is so, I don't even know the proper word to encompass how ignored it is and joked about it is and dangerous it is. And it's still just like disposable. And, and it makes me think a lot about womanhood and obviously, um, Asians are often ignored in general, right? And uh, there's the concept of the the model minority myth um, and these things of like oppression Olympics and all these different values on people and, and their proximity to white supremacy when in actuality, white supremacy is damaging us all um, and pitting us against each other. And so, so, so harmful um, as we've always discussed on the Colores and do not, do not mix that up with like something new because that's always who we've been. And I think that's also what scares me because I feel like I've seen so many different entities pop up in the last year and try to capitalize on this moment of extreme trauma and extreme grief. And I think that is very unfortunate. And I think, oh, you know what I've been waiting to say? That a lot of people all of a sudden were very pro-Black once the uprisings began. Mm. And that did not sit right with my motherfucking spirit. Because a lot of these motherfucking institutions have been white run, have been white focused, and all of a sudden they were at these rallies and supporting this movement when it was convenient. When the real thing is, whether you're a big Dallas Morning News or you're a small little company, independent company here, you have some role in 
what is continued to be a very white fucking city. That is necessary to own up to your bullshit instead of to pretend that you are all of a sudden woke or you're suddenly in support of Asian people or in support of black lives or in support of trans life. No, bitch. <laughs> like own up to your history, own up to the mess and the, 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 what you've contributed. If you are a white person running a white institution and just suddenly hired black people or just suddenly hired Latino people, or you're making your Latino person be your Spanish speaking person for everything. Fuck all y'all. I'm sick of everybody. <laughs> everybody needs to take accountability because we are not going to transform this world until we get honest with ourselves and get honest in the part that we contribute to how harmful our society has become to us. And, and black trans women should not be being murdered at extremely high rates in this city. And they are. But our city council people have the audacity to brag about how proud and LGBTQ they are and this and that. And then they fly a flag and then you call it a day and that's fine. What are the substantial changes? What are the brave decisions? What are the hard conversations? How many backbones are you going to build to make substantial change in this city so we can actually fucking be brilliant? And so that people like us don't have to move away to breathe or to succeed or to shine or to work in community with or people live or live their truth right what is it going to take for this city to support and love and fund their people and not just for self-recognized purposes which brings me the last sad ass thing i'm going to say is that we have over 2,000 migrant children in dallas right now i don't know how they got here, I do know they got transported. But I don't understand why this city was chosen. It makes me hella uncomfortable. I'm feeling very suspicious about it. And it breaks my heart because I do not trust any of these systems in place to take care of these young people. And that is the repeated thing we have said since the start of the Colores, <clears throat> which is four plus years now. Cheers to us. Pour some more wine, Jeremy. Because we are just getting started. And there's so much more work to be done. And I'm saying all these sad, depressing things so that hopefully we can move with more intention, with more joy as we go into the future. Because this shit has been rough. It's been brutal. And we're still here. And so we have to, like, love on ourselves a little bit and give ourselves, like, a, a hug and let yourself cry and let yourself laugh and let yourself feel and, and ask yourself, what is your part in the movement? And lean into that and keep loving yourself through it because this shit is rough and every day is a day to just be and exist and live and breathe so let yourself rest and enjoy it as much as you can as healthy as you can because shit is hard but we're here can we take a deep breath collective <sighs> breath before we get into our next uh segment yes you want to lead a joke us on my asthma? <gasps> wow, really? No, Eva has been Eva has helped me with my own mindfulness with just making sure when we talk about these heavy things or we have these moments that mm. we've reflected on a lot, lot we're still processing, we're yeah. still feeling every day that. to just kind of give ourselves a moment to recollect and like breathe hand and on the belly. Feel the breath go in, feel the breath go out. Yeah, Come put, on, put your hand on your heart and a hand on your stomach. 
I can't move because Pepsi. Oh yeah, Pepsi. So do it, do it to Pepsi. Pepsi's doing it. So okay. So on the count of three, we're gonna breathe in. On the count of three. One, two, three. Breathe in. And breathe out through your mouth. Ew. Ew. Exposing the mic. It smells like Cheetos. It's my mic. And then I guess do you want to breathe in again? Are we good? I'll stop breathing. Okay. So one more. Breathe in. Breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You ain't shit. Oh, I had to close my eyes because y'all distract me. But um, um, but yes, thank you, Eva, for all that news and updates. I just wanted, I know the people that are listening, probably that could be a lot for them to take in. It um, was. It is. But I appreciate y'all being here listening to us. Do you have anything else to add, Pat? I meant to ask you sooner. I'm sorry. About what? Life? Girl, the last uh, fucking 40 <laughs> minutes of the show. Oh. Come through, plant daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I don't. I feel like you covered a lot. Um, I think y'all both gave a lot of good insight. I don't have anything. Um, yeah. Anything you want to share at all in live? I mean, I am no longer Library Bay officially on the record. Um, wow. But I still will support and uplift library workers because they, just like cultural workers, we're out here doing stuff and true. It's a it's a lot of work. It's exhausting work, but we're here for the people too. Um, so I just want to keep doing that kind of thing in a different level. Yeah, love it. Congrats. Welcome to freedom. Thank you. Um, all right. The last thing I have on this list, I wanted more good news, and unfortunately, I could not think of any. <laughs> what, what, you no. didn't, I was honestly surprised you didn't put. Meg oh, winning my girl, Grammys. Meg the Stallion had the most incredible year, even though she never wore a mask, and I was very concerned about her. Fuck, what's his dumb five three ass troll ass motherfucker who shot her? Anybody who Jeff. sides with these abusers, you can also go to hell. I've had a cup of wine, and a lot of men were exposed, and I don't trust y'all even more. But I am healing, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope y'all find help and get help because y'all need help for real. Y'all are hella misogynistic. And anybody questioning a woman's abuse, like legitimately do not consider yourself an ally. Do not tell me you have a mom or a daughter or a sister because none of that matters. That still means you hate women and need help. Um, however, my girl Meg did have an incredible year. Her and Beyonce did cure my depression at the Grammys when they were on the podium together and winning awards. Very Texas moment. Love that for us. Um, and the other thing I wrote down, any other good news? Anybody have any? Oh, Meg's album was literally called Good News. I love yeah. that. Love that for us. Um, anybody else have anything they can think of that we didn't cover? That was exciting or delightful. There was a lot of great media that was released. And we will talk about that in another segment. Yeah, a lot of great media. Um, what else was good? I ate a lot of good food. <clears throat> food has been a great coping mechanism. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of the things I started that brought a compost me joy. Bin. That's I started good. composting. Oh, nice. That was kind of fun. I've read a lot. Have you read a lot? Like way too much. Maybe. Do you have your own? No, I don't think now? there's no too much. Right? Okay, good. Yeah, no, that's definitely yeah. not bad. Read, well, read we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you more about that when we get to the segment that's about the things we consume. Okay. Um. However, the other thing I wrote down was troqueando que. Hey. <laughs> But you said dude at the end. <laughs> I know, because I just wanted to remember. I don't remember his name. Do you, Does somebody mind looking up his name? He is very popular. I think he's Dallas-based. He really has started a movement. Um, 
And Which, maybe they need to... Can someone... we say for the record that the troqueando cut thing is a Texas thing? Because I've seen other states try and... I thought that was understood. Oh, absolutely. I saw yeah. a TikTok that it was like very Los Angeles based. And I was like... Um, okay, that's don't, hilarious. Y'all don't really wear trucks. Don't ride this trucks This is our like that. arena. You can come in and out with that bullshit. <laughs> I Bye. think they like adapted to it. But this song came from this kid's movement. <laughs> And it's very, very uh, catchy. It gets in your head. Um, I originally saw it. He like shakes his mullet, which is a vibe. And mullets are very in right now again. Yeah. Um, I think Jeremy's looking for his name. Bless you, Jeremy, because that's what my producer should be doing. But it's fine. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's my little shade. Uh, that has been a very entertaining movement. It also came with possums the taquache that was part of their movement as well i don't know the full history on this but i hope one day we get to find it out because i think it's a very interesting one and uh definitely entertaining at bare minimum little kids on tiktok sing it they also live it and it is hilarious so shout out to all the troqueando cuz all the edgars i hope y'all all stop saying the n-word real soon because i'm getting they tired won't. of y'all they won't Oh, I'm so what tired. a yellow belly. No, not yellow belly. Oh my god. And all the street racing in Dallas though. Bruh. Bruh. Every every day I go to a new intersection and there's tire marks. Yes. And then they put up the poles and shit to try to block them. And yeah, I'm like, y'all are work. wasting money on this. Shout out to Shorty that lost your legs. Sorry, boo, but you're gonna be all right. What do, I don't know what that means, but I support S- that. Some this lady got her legs like taken <gasps> out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like she lost her legs. I'm very sad now. I thought yeah. this was something good. No, I said shout out. Like you'll be all right. No, you literally said she lost her legs, and you meant that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> also, God, we've had a lot funny. of bad I'm laughing news. At, at the absurdity of it. I'm not laughing at you. Right. I hope you heal well. <clears throat> um, the rapper that was shot. There's so much chaos here. Dallas is the capital oh, yeah, of chaos. Mo three. <laughs> Bro, Mo three literally got gunned down. On right the highway. The, right up the street from here. <laughs> and then it was on the highway. No. Is there a laughing yeah. No, I'm not I'm not laughing at it was him. Sad. Like, it's just like it the, sucks. Mo3 has some good music, but the but thing is like, the, the, like that shit is wild. Like it's music. Like I get it. There's some street shit going on. And then <laughs> and then Trap Boy Freddy drops the song Laugh Now. After you, he died? No, not like right after. Have you heard the song no. Laugh Now? No. You <sighs> I don't yeah. know if I want. I don't know if I want. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not saying that. I don't know the tea. I only knew a little of the tea. And nah, I, I mean, they used to be everything. cool, but they were beefing and like, you know, it, it's the same as in any field. It's politics and shit goes down and shit happens the way it happens. It sucks because you know I feel like loss of life is never, never the answer, but. You know, sometimes one side it really the other. isn't, and I'm kind of over it because this <clears> city and then Texas is like you're not going to take our guns, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of y'all. I'm so sick of y'all. I keep I always reference that comic strip that's like seatbelts will be mandatory. Oh no, they're gonna take our cars. That's fucking dumb. Um, well, the the name, thank you, Jeremy, for helping us bring him up is Elka Rigo Rigo. Rigo Tovar, just kidding. Um, but Rigo, maybe we can interview you one day. I'm very fascinated. There's a lot of like 
I do appreciate TikTok for giving a lot of different people platforms. And I think that's why Vine was so exciting because these people were able to be hilariously brilliantly themselves. I know this man ain't talking. Anyways, that's the news we'll cover for today. And then we can jump into our next segment and then we can wrap this show up and share some of the different things happening and coming. Um, Before we jump into self-care corner, I just want to say... It's very divine that we just so happen to be recording this on May 31st, which is March. also, oh, March 31st. did I say May? Yeah, no le den. Yeah, no le den. The way I said it with confidence, though, <laughs> I, I was believed like, ready. I was like, yes, we're, yeah, we're at we May 31st. Future, baby. <laughs> we in May. I'll see y'all next month in June. Um. Wow. March 31st, which is also, um. Trans Day of Visibility, and it's also the day that Nipsey Hussle passed away, and it's also technically Cesar Chavez Day in Texas. Um, but as you may know, or maybe you don't, and maybe you'll learn, um, <laughs> Selena Quintanilla. Uh, Perez. Perez, sorry. Thank you. Thank you, King. Um, <laughs> uh, passed away on this day. 26 years ago? Damn, I was like dead ass one. That's so sad. Um, <laughs> but it's very, it's it's very full circle to me that this always happens to us. The day Rafa, always some wild shit. <laughs> isn't it kind of crazy? Because we really did not plan this day. Like we were like Rafa, your calendar's so busy. Please tell us one day. We just need to get this recap episode out, and then we can like build from there. And he was like, I think I have time Wednesday. And so we were all like, okay, Wednesday, okay, Wednesday. And then this morning, Pat's like, bitch, do you know what day it is? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I was going to be like, um, can we shoot for another day? But I was like, no, because like literally there's no other day. There is no other there's day no because other your day. calendar is that full, which we will speak a little bit more <clears throat> here soon. But I did want to take a moment to honor those things because I do believe um, that that's really beautiful. And there's been a lot of Selena discourse in the last year as well. And we didn't even get into that. I have not seen the Selena TV show. Have you, Rafa? I have not. Will you watch it? I with will. Me? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm down to watch it. Okay. I just Well, stay tuned for that if you're interested yeah, in that. My Netflix list has grown a lot. Yeah. You've been watching a lot of documentaries. I have. Interesting. Um, Blockbuster. Yes. Oh, Good. yeah. But I'm sad. Same. They're sad. Documentaries are fucking sad. They are. Um, anyways, I did want to honor that moment, though, because if nothing more and even to how we are going to see the colores evolve, I think it's really beautiful that somehow Selena has been a part of our legacy from the jump, which is literally how we met Rafa five years ago now, six years ago, maybe. It's been a minute. Who's counting? Me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think it's kind of powerful that we happen to finally reunite and record um, on this day and um, really through her is how we connected and then I started working with Rafa more and now Pepsi's here thriving with us so I think oh, Pepsi's so cute I want to hug him um, sorry I'm I'm very much into dogs a lot more now uh, I already was but like now I'm like obsessed dog for real bro you are so old uh, <laughs> oh. it's okay hey I finally said it true i used to beat around the bush yeah um anyways shout out selena i guess even though i am sad about the way that your father often acts in regards to your name and your legacy and the exploitation of it all is exhausting as well however we do honor her and what she's meant to us and um our culture and the world and 
So that colores. So I wanted to say that. And then now we can jump into ding ding. Oh, how do I sing? I don't even know how to do it no more. And Pat said I was a bad singer. No, I didn't say you're a bad singer, bro. <laughs> she said stop singing. Right? <laughs> Except when, but when I'm doing karaoke, she likes it. It's, which part? Huh? What's, what's the segment? It's self-care corner. Corner. Tinta burnter. But then you let it ride out for a little bit. Ew, I did. Ew, right out. <laughs> Y'all are y'all are gross. That is gross road. Please let it go. Ew, what is gross road? Y'all, my eyes are burning. I think we got to get off the computer. All right. So for today's self-care corner, I'm keeping it short. I'm keeping it sweet. And I wrote down honor your difference. I think a lot of people are starting to go out into the world again and try to be normal. And then a lot of us are also realizing that like, Things are different now and maybe we're different now and we are evolving and maybe we're not as social as we used to be or maybe we're feeling more social than we used to be or maybe we, our bodies changed or our hearts changed or our minds changed or we look different or we cut our hair or we are hairier or whatever. Honor it. Honor your difference. Understand that this has been one of the most wild years of our life and you are still here and your heart is beating and your mind and body are walking this earth with us and that's what is important and your heart and soul are still with you and you have the ability to evolve and grow and change every day if you want to or not at all if you don't want to and thus I want to remind you all to be kind to yourself, to give yourself grace, to love on yourself, as I've said several times through this episode, but to most importantly, honor your, honor your difference. Do not be so hard on yourself because we've been through hell and we're I still think, here. I mean, barring like a catastrophic world ending anything. Right. This will literally define a generation. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Right. Cause I, and that's <clears> where I hear it a lot in the education space and this and that and this. And I'm like, it is okay to pause and honor everything we've been through and who you are or who you used to be and not shit on yourself for whatever way you grew or didn't. You are beautiful and perfect just the way you are. Thank you. Sponsored post. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. That is our self care corner for the week. Um, upcoming the colores evolutions is what I wrote down <laughs> because I'm creative like that. No, I'm just kidding. It usually was where we talked about events. We have no events coming up. <laughs> um, no, no physical in-person events, but I did want to share our evolution and what would be happening. Um, as you've heard, Rafa has a pretty wild schedule. Um, Rafa, do you want to add anything on that? Before I say things. No. Um, take it easy on me, world. Aw, that's so sad and cute. <laughs> I hope it listens to you. <laughs> I hope so, too. Um, well, I'm happy to wake up every day. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> I just want to do better. Um, I feel like I'm. there are some things where I'm getting back to some of the things that uh, kept me up at night, which is like not doing, good, not good, which is doing too much. Um, we do be doing too much, but I feel like m the way that I was in the past, I'd be doing twice as much if I hadn't like started that work, uh, 
um, on myself um, because there's a lot of other things that I could be doing. But I, I literally have work right now that I could be doing, but there are also other commitments or not commitments, but other things that, um, that were, you know, conversations with me that I have said, you know, I, I just can't or, or no, or, um, I really don't have the time for, and I think it, it speaks to some of the things that we've been talking about here in the last hour, hour and a half. Um, but mostly like the Oak Cliff Cultural Center needs a lot of attention, mm. um, because it was neglected for three quarters of a year. The year. And, uh, <laughs> the year. And, um, out like aside from looking forward to the future, um, not knowing what to expect, we still need to retroactively gather some of the things in the past year and and talk about them formally and, and officially um, in a way that says, you know, we we didn't leave, um, we were dormant, and this is what happened, and we're gonna we're gonna move forward. So. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on and I feel like it'll only get busier as we figure out ways to do things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's that. Thank you, Rafa, for sharing that insight. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Anyways, with that said, mm-hmm. the plan that we're building, so I appreciate y'all's patience and um understanding as we evolve um there are going to be substantial changes so we are going to mostly remain remote and Rafa why are you laughing oh my gosh anyways we are going to remain remote so with that I will be leading most of the colonies um and we will see how it pans out from there since Rafa has such a full schedule and hopefully we can keep something very similar to what we have now in the digital world and obviously the podcast has always been digital um but hopefully we can still bring you what you most love and enjoy about the colores. So if you want to give us some feedback in the survey that we release, that will be really great. Um, so we can get that back as we build this out and we are moving to Patreon. <laughs> so we will be finally officially starting and opening our Patreon. There will be three tiers and hopefully you can same. Support- Damn, just three crybaby style. Um, <laughs> If you can support us there, that will be greatly appreciated. Most of us in this world are all freelancers at this point and could greatly use the support. Um, And we love Dallas and Texas and beyond and and definitely plan to keep a a sort of Southern focus, but also just generally highlighting people throughout the nation and world that are doing incredible work as we always have been with an emphasis on liberation and love and everything we hope to lead with. Um, So you will be seeing a lot more of me and hopefully you will also be getting some video content if you subscribe to Patreon. Um, And we are still feeling like feeling out all the 
the kinks of everything, but that's how you will be receiving this podcast after this one. So this is our recap to kind of catch you up and also to kind of point you in the direction we're moving um, because we need to get some stream coming in. We've been community-based, focused, accessible, and we still plan to be, but we also have to get some income flowing in for us to sustain ourselves and to um, hopefully grow as a platform and, and become something even bigger than we can imagine, which is what we dream for and are hoping to make happen because they are critical. And I think times like what we've just experienced are proof that we are who takes care of ourselves and each other. And this is a perfect moment to do that. So we happily have been providing you with content and events and live events and music and everything else for a I think technically over four years now, we just celebrated our fourth year. And I think that's exciting. And I can't wait to see what it looks like in the next four years, um, hopefully on major platforms. So this is our announcement that this is how this will be evolving. And so I'm excited and nervous and I, um, I can't wait to see what happens with that, but I'm very excited to see what comes of it and who we get to interview and who we get to talk to and how it, how it works and the changes com coming for all of us personally as well. So thank you for understanding. I hope we see you on Patreon. I hope you subscribe. I hope you share it with all your friends um, and you keep supporting us and loving us like we love you. So that's what I have for those evolution updates. Anybody else have anything? I have some really fun ex exciting ideas for videos and things, which I'm looking forward to most. Rafa, Pat, do you have anything to add in that area? No, I think um, I think Decolores has always been, I think the idea that we've always been of service is, is um, like led us to a lot of the things that we do. Right. And I think that is always very honorable. Um, and, you know, we talk about the reasons behind why some of the things that happen happen. And I think that as long as we keep looking at this thing in a way of will be of service to you, the person listening, or to you, the artist that's looking for a platform, or to you, the community that needs some kind of support or activation, um, you know, we're listening, we're here, and things are changing, things are evolving all around us, mm -hmm. just like we know that things haven't been the same for you and your circumstances might be a little bit different than ours or your neighbor or your family or your friend. Um, but we're here listening. So as much as things are evolving for us and we're looking to the future for how things are going to pan out, you know, we also want to hear from you. We also want to know, you know, what are, what are the kinds of things that are happening on your side and, and what are the things that you need or, you know, we're always here to to collaborate and build with you all. And I hope you understand that that's part of our foundation as well. So thank you, Rafa, for wrapping that up nicely with a bow. Um, I'm excited to see what happens next. And I think that leads us to our final, um, well, second and final segment. Fuck. Our brown, <laughs> brown, black, indigenous POC business of the week. Name one quickly, quickly. I got Shiva's. Shiva's has been my go-to spot in quarantine. Fucking delicious. Oh God, chicken tikka masala has been my my. What? 
don't you do that right now. I, I feel can't. like that's like not appropriate. I can't understand what you said. Chicken tikka masala. Oh, okay. Oh, Bro, I thought you were making Pat, a joke. Tell me, tell me it didn't sound like she was rapping right now. It sounded like it was going to go into a flow. Yes. Oh, it did? Yes. You said you were making fun of other people. No, it sounded like you were literally going to like continue off of that and like do a whole riff. Okay. So if that tells you anything, it's that you should go support Shiva's S-H-I-V-A-S in downtown Dallas. Super delicious um, restaurant. Oh, Indian food. Go get you some. That's why I got. What about y'all? Pat, I have another one for you if you ain't ready. Um, for you catfish connection oh yeah catfish connection literally i could not walk damn (laughs) that is not what we tell people pat Pat, please please elaborate i'm gonna elaborate i'm gonna go into detail yeah just hurry up okay i hurt my foot and my mom and i went and got some this foot because you you feel it's always in every story (laughs) that's all part of it and we went to go pick up shout out Florida's Bakehouse. We've I've we've mentioned them before. I went to go pick up some um uh pan. Pan no pal pan for our friends in Philly. Shout out to Nikki and Rick. We sent them oh, some. Shit. Yeah. So I sent them some pan de nopal and uh I was like, Hey mom, catfish connections right here. You want some catfish? <clears throat> like literally we're about to be trapped in our house. Do you wanna eat some of this? We didn't know we were gonna be trapped though. We just knew we just did. knew a store a snowstorm was coming. It was icing a already. Was a brewing. <laughs> so we <laughs> we knew that we weren't gonna we didn't know if we were gonna be able to drive out and stuff. So I was like, let's get some food. So I picked us up some catfish and <gasps> Eva doesn't even like seafood, but this shit was so have you tried good. it? Catfish connection? Mm-hmm. Nah. Very good. It sounds like someone Someone selling shit out the drunk of it. The- and you, they might have used to be, but it's fucking good. But yeah, I got some like banana yeah, pudding that day. Yes, yeah, so good. The fries, black owned, really great. They have a great system. Like for me, my radar now at these days is like what you do during COVID times, and they won't let you sit in there. You got to place your order right. and hang out outside and wait. Um, and then they'll shout out your number, so you got to be listening. Ears better be open. Yep. Right. But yeah, I got some like banana pudding from them, and then I got us like fillet. Banana pu- is it better than my banana pudding though? I never had. I've never had yours, so I can't say. Okay, but this was pretty game, delicious. You never given um, it. Um, but recently, because right, we in the wait. ends of Lent, Lent season, my mom and I Shout did try. Catholicos. You Lent liquor. We did try Catfish Connection with the last dab that Eva got me for my birthday, and um, you can look that up on my Instagram TV if y'all want that for amusement. Um, it was Very our funny. first De Colores production that Eva did. Thank you. We had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I was sweating. I, I couldn't talk, but we did My it, My mom Joe. cried. That doesn't sound like technical. That sounds like talent. <laughs> I mean, we got to let you she try went to Booker T. That's but yeah. not funny. Um, so yeah, definitely Catfish I told you I had one for you, little Pat. Thanks. <laughs> Rafa, do you have one? I'm going to shout out Alebrijes Cafe. I don't Ooh. know if we've shouted them out before, but... I don't think um, so. Man, like, you, you go there, you feel like your family. When you're here, your family. I know. And it sounds like mad corny, but like the husband and the wife, like when I went there, they were like, oh, mijo, que que, que gustas? Call me mijo one time and you got my money. I was like, that's it. And she brought me like cookies. They have ojarascas, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, it's on the corner of Clarendon and Edgefield over. um, Yeah, it's catty corner to the school. I think it's Winnetka. 
I think. Maybe Don't quote though. me on that. And Pat's catfish it, connection is in key, off keys. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I yeah. just wanted to throw that out. So before. Alebrijes is on the corner. It I know it's on the corner of Clarendon and Edgefield for sure. It's a small place, but it's literally like, you know, a, a mom and pop operation. The, the husband and the wife are super sweet, super nice. And if you eat there, you get healthy portions. Um, they have really good breakfast. Does that mean a lot? Yes. Okay. And then... I'm also plugging them because Oak Cliff Cultural Center, uh, Monica Luna started a, a mural program Ooh. for Oak Cliff. It's called Paint by Number. But the first wall that we're officially launching that program with. And so literally we're activating and revitalizing spaces with murals mm. by local artists. That's awesome. And so the first mural that we're doing is at Alebrijes Cafe. Uh, Cafe and um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, pretty cool we got a local artist but the food is really great the people are really nice they have like food food they have food food like they got you know if if, if you want some migas you want some nopales you want some some what it's they got breakfast. it they do caldo no 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 no. they do um they also do tamales they got a bunch of other stuff um i usually go there for breakfast but they they got a, a whole menu um, and it's really good it basically homemade stuff um so yeah go check them out Love awesome. it. it. Sounds delicious. I need to try it. Um, Jeremy, not to put you on the spot, but do you have a spot that you want to shout out? Uh, Ty Ty. That's in East Dallas. Ty Ty has gotten uh, Jeremy through quarantine. Shout out to Jeremy. It is in East Dallas. It is good. I have had it. I love Thai food. Don't get me into this, but thank you for sharing a space. Delicious. It's it's off of what is that street? It's very busy. It's like over there of Greenville. Yes. So those are our businesses of the week. All delicious. I'm excited to try Alebrijes because that's the only one I haven't had. But y'all know food is is it we need to keep supporting these businesses and allow yourself to enjoy your food and love it and don't be shaming yourself no you're quarantine. Here, yeah guys. don't be shaming yourself because your quarantine People. body i don't want to hear it just let yourself eat and be nourished by food because your body needs it and with that said i can finally jump to our final 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 segment who the fuck you got who you got with the colores I think Pat's making a note of a year's worth of what you've got. Bro, I, I, I have way too many, but don't day. worry. I won't do it all today because that's, Dang. yeah. Um, but I just wanted to give a real quick shout out to a lot of our Latinx bands and friends had been recently gotten a lot of love. Um, our friend Richard, Richard Thina from Song Mess wrote a great write-up on Bandcamp about a bunch of local artists so i just want to shout out ariel and the culture he recently released a track with um our homie uh pretty boy aaron and a bunch of other people um the song is called well i totally lost wow no tiktok gets in my head church music Oh, you're looking no, for the name of the song. No, but that was his one that got really popular. And then the one that he just released, Push to Start, is the one that has Pretty Boy Aaron. And I think the music video is dropping this week. So by the time that we like release this episode, people can watch the video. But he's got a lot of great stuff out. And I just want to keep highlighting our Dallas music scene because we're all doing really well. Shout out to all those artists. They're all exciting and dope and awesome. Um, thank you, Pat. I'm so proud of you. You kept it short and sweet. I'm like a little bit shocked. Well, because people can hit me up, share playlists. 
Probably because you're also short and sweet. I call her Little P now. (laughs) Little P. Isn't that a cute nickname? I mean. Wow, it is. I don't need to No, I'm just thinking like if I... Don't like think of gonna... the other peas, okay. dude. <laughs> not little peepees. I'm not associated with them. We're not fans. No, no, no. I may say Pat Daddy, but I ain't got none of those. Tell them, Pat. Rafa, who you got? No, I didn't mean it like that. Like, Rafa, do you have little I pee-pee? got little pee coming out. Like, that was too funny, y'all. That was too funny. What? Pepsi got little pee coming out. Yeah. Little Pepsi coming out. Yeah. Okay, go on. What is um, it? Who you got? I feel like I've listened to so much and discovered so much during this pandemic but and it doesn't just have to be music what else have you been reading consuming etc i mean i i've been reading all kinds of shit i feel like i've definitely been on the self help tip oh, i've read i've i feel like i've read the majority of what octavia butler fucking wrote oh, i always wow. loved octavia butler but um there was a bunch of stuff that she had written that i hadn't read i read wild seed um did you read her short stories Yes, I read her short stories. I finished, uh, fuck, I forgot the name of the trilogy because it had two separate names, but I read a bunch of her stuff. Um, And so any Octavia Butler, read it. Do yourself a favor. That's why I say God has changed. Any black feminist writer, read it, please. Uh, We've been saying that since the jump as well. God has changed. Octavia Butler said it, and we live it. Um, And then music-wise, like... Name it. So much music coming out. I feel like lately, um, I've been on a. Well, I don't know. I, I've I've been fucking with Giveon or Giveon oh, a lot. Yeah. I love how emotional you are, and then you pretend you're not. It's crazy, and it's like I think the pan pandemic like highlighted that because I'm like, fuck. Why are the majority of my most recent playlists like all these fucking R and B or emotional like boys get sad too shit? Right. So, um. But yeah, I, I've been on that. That's so. exciting. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <clears throat> uh, I don't know what my thing has been. The show you don't have a who you got. I'm not pad. Don't try me. <laughs> uh, I make hella random playlists with like three songs on them, and I listen to those a lot. <laughs> um, I I may destroy you was probably my favorite thing I saw in Industry quarantine. Too. Industry was fun, but I May Destroy You did something for my spirit. Yeah. Um, did you watch it? Uh-uh. Oh, my god! It'll change your life, dude. Really? But it's, like, triggering, so definitely, like... There's been a few things that have changed my life so far, so I'm, I'm looking forward Park. to this. <laughs> True. Where is this going? Yes. Um, anyways, she's, she's right. I May Destroy You is probably my favorite show that I saw in quarantine. Pat, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just thinking of little Rafa, whose life changed watching like, Jurassic Park. Even though you were in the Selena movie. I know you're not moving your mouth. There's no <laughs> fucking words. <laughs> and the guy shitting on the porta potty. That's the best part. Yeah, that was her favorite part. Yeah, that's the only part that mattered in that series. Um, and the ride at Chuck E. Cheese. I liked when he's on the on the fence. He's on the fence about things. <laughs> and it's Same. the fucking the electricity turns on and he's like, <laughs> and he bounces. <laughs> I always wanted Jello after they were in the cafeteria. I was like, they Bro, is this that a Jurassic Park podcast? Can we with that spoon? reel it like, back boo, in? Hold that spoon a little reel bit Reel it back in. Um, my Who You Got, I've also, what else have I been listening to? 
Um, I don't know, y'all. I kind of just go with my mood and my spirit, and I've just been <clears throat> living. So, uh, I liked Rico Nasty's new album. That was a very fun that was one. A really and good that's, album. it allowed me to be angry, which I appreciate about her. So, that's probably one of my favorite albums that came out in quarantine. So, that's who I will highlight for my who you got and i have a lot of books i've purchased and i need to read i'm looking forward to reading them and learning more about transformative justice because lord jesus do we need it because we all need healing and we're all having a hard time unpacking trauma and then we end up inflicting more trauma on people so lord i hope that we can continue to develop this platform to allow more healing and joy and rest because i want to live and thrive and not just survive because this world is trying to kill us but we're still here we're still fighting we're still moving we're still grooving and we're going to be as present as possible so i thank you all for rolling with us for four years and to many more um where's the sound effect this wraps it up for us here at the colores radio don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media subscribe and leave us a darn review oh my god those i ain't heard that in so long go to apple Podcasts and rate us five stars write up a review for us subscribe to our fucking patreon you finally can financially support us and we'll yeah. be so grateful um there might be some incentives in that arena and we can shout you out in there upcoming... will be some incentives. there are already what do you mean go sign yeah. up what do it um we'd love to keep growing so please share with everyone you know tweet us or just hit us up we love hearing from you all we could not go on without your support come nope go support our businesses because events we're still being a little safe keep your damn masks on keep that sanitizer thing on you like it is your glock and your <laughs> spirit and just stay safe get vaccinated um tell everyone you love to follow us at the colores co if you enjoy your personal thoughts you can follow me at eva arreguin rafa at Uxel. and pet pat what is your name it probably changed three <laughs> times since this no i don't um, left the motherfucking library dot bay oh my <laughs> damn imagine i made it all long no i'm just Ding. pat arreguin on instagram and girl goose on twitter that's your handle no it's tahin mommy it's tahin mommy but the name is oh my god anyway (laughs) shout out to leaving toxic workspaces and like valuing yourself all of us our themes are are you next (laughs) toxic avenger (laughs) (laughs) she was waiting for you to say that because we watched the blockbuster the last blockbuster and i was like why did it happen not tell me that they talked about it yeah and literally icon you wouldn't have known that whole movie if i didn't introduce no yeah that's true that was a wild wow this is the longest wrap-up our theme song is cumbia anthem by old dusty didn't y'all miss this chaos from decolores radio of course our audio editor is rafael tamayo but maybe not for long (laughs) we promise to keep canceled We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and hopefully joy and some affirmation and love and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media. Uh, Go to our website, thecoloresradio.com. Subscribe to our Patreon. Email us. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for your patience, your love, your understanding, your support. Let's keep growing together and join us again next time for... De Colores Radio.